Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. As has been well established, I've been around music and audio for many decades. Recently, I saw a thread on the subject of equalizers that was going in the wrong direction, and so thought that I would offer a simple explanation of the purpose and usage of an equalizer when used as a pedal, whether for acoustic, electric, or bass guitar. When I was much younger, there was a period where all the big stereo makers were offering multi-band graphic equalizers. They looked cool, and lots of people bought them, but I did not believe then, and still don't believe, that every buyer got value and understanding from the product. There was, back in the day, a really fine, dedicated hi-fi shop in downtown Toronto, where the person that I got to know was much older and more experienced than I, although at the time he was likely younger than I am today. Nonetheless, this fine person began my instruction in equalization and successfully convinced me that the graphic equalizer that I thought that I needed was not, in fact, what I wanted. Leap ahead to today, and there is still a lack of good education on this subject, and there are fine products to deliver on requirements once you know what those requirements are. In recording studios, equalizers have existed for decades, and for the most part are not the equalizers that we see as pedals generally, so let's try to understand the different types of equalizer and how you might select one. A multi-band graphic equalizer you know, the one that makes a little curve, has a potentiometer wired to address a specific frequency range. The more bands that the device has, the narrower the range of each potentiometer. Each of these potentiometers, whether rotary or slider type, should have impact in only its defined frequency range, although the quality and accuracy of the components is highly impactful. We find components with error bars of as great as plus or minus 20%. They're inexpensive to purchase for the makers, but not all that useful, and become less useful as the number of bands increases. This is why you see such a price variance when you look at graphic equalizer pedals. You may not be saving money with a cheaper version. Also, the range of frequencies that our instruments put out is limited compared to vocals and other instruments. Although we want the capability to manage the harmonics and such from the instruments that we are playing. Thus, graphic equalizers can be built relatively inexpensively and to many folks are very intuitive to use, if occasionally not all that accurate. A graphic equalizer has the ability on each potentiometer typically to boost or cut a specific frequency band in real time, typically used to resolve a problem. Some simpler ones, designed more for acoustic guitars, which when played amplified or more prone to feedback, will offer a notch filter to hard cut the frequencies that produce this feedback. The equalizer type used in studios has typically been the parametric equalizer. Instead of showing a frequency response curve based on slider position, a parametric equalizer allows for selecting certain parameters for correction. In its simplest form, there will be multiple ranges, 
commonly three, and each range will have a frequency center point selector and a Q control, which adjusts how wide the range from that selected center point is. Studios have always had to deal with scenarios where instruments fight with other instruments in a specific frequency range, or where instruments fight with vocals in that specific frequency range. The parametric equalizer is a longer learning curve and not always intuitive, but gives more precise control. The type of equalizer that you choose is, of course, up to you. When I started learning about recording, engineering, and production, which is a lifelong educational process, I was tutored and mentored by folks with plenty of practical experience. I had studied acoustics in university, but this was a very different thing, and at the time, this practical experience was a much more usable font of knowledge. How to determine the center point for a parametric EQ range, and then the exercises to find an optimal cue was, to me at least, very interesting. I learned that in a live situation, which is enormously different from a studio, that a graphic equalizer is a fast-to-use tool, and while more an axe than a scalpel, can be used to address issues in the playing space, as well as instruments that fight when all are going through the same PA, such as bass drum and bass guitar. I gained the direct experience to understand that folks playing coffee houses with an acoustic guitar with built-in pickup that goes into an amplifier, or even an acoustic guitar that's mic'd to the PA, that sounds awesome in one venue, was a complete horror show in another, and how that simple EQ and notch filter could make a lot of difference. A graphic equalizer can also be used to cut frequency ranges of an electric guitar that fights with the vocalist, and the ability to step to activate and deactivate the EQ differentiated the quality of what the audience was hearing. And with any of the instruments, you can make an adjustment for the auditory response of the room, because a room filled with human bodies sounds very different from the very same room in the same club when it's completely empty when you do your sound check. If this kind of tool sounds like it might help you achieve your goals, as with any pedal, trying one out is your best bet. If you're looking for a very good graphic equalizer at a lower price point, I'm very comfortable to recommend the Boss GE7 for guitar, whether that's electric or acoustic with a built-in pickup, at about $179 Canadian dollars, or the Boss GEB7, designed for bass guitar, at about $199 Canadian dollars. Both are seven-band graphic equalizers, but the bands are set differently to accommodate the frequency response of the individual instrument type. At the higher end of the graphic equalizers, my favorite offering is the Source Audio EQ2, which allows for programmable presets and sells for about $395 Canadian. If you would prefer a parametric EQ pedal, my go-to has always been the Empress FX Para EQ. While I own and still use the original all the time, it has been superseded by a, the smaller Mark II, which delivers three parametric selectors, one for each of lows, mids, and highs. Each of those ranges has its own cue control, 
and a separately activated boost for each range. It sells for about 380 Canadian dollars. The deluxe edition at 480 Canadian dollars adds a high pass, mid pass and low pass filtering option. While I find these filters very valuable in studio recordings, I've never used them in live sound due to a lack of time to finesse them to significant advantage. I hope that this episode has helped resolve any questions you may have on this subject, but always feel free to send an email or post a comment. I read and respond to all. As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the articles and to this podcast so you receive notification when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace. Uh-huh.